You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. Thank you all so much for coming out tonight. I think we're ready. We can get started. Yes, we're allowed to get started. We're going to get cool. started. All right. Permission to come aboard. Are Permission yes. to get started. Thank you for coming out to our GameScoop panel. Uh, the way GameScoop starts is... What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to stop between people. <laughs> Tina Meany. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> and co-founder of IGN, Seth Macy. Yeah, give it up. Yeah. <laughs> we agreed on that job title earlier. <laughs> Agreed on it. We've got a great show for you hey, this Dave, year. Damon. It's a leap year. This is, what's that, Sam? Uh, I have a good F word to start this. An F word? Yeah. There's well, a baby here, so. Welcome to Fax East, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> welcome okay. to Wax East. I don't know. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Good. Got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to play uh, some games. We're going to talk a little bit about next-gen consoles. But first... Uh, Seth, you just recently reviewed the Mega Man uh, Zero and ZX Legacy Collection. I did. That's true. You liked it a lot? I loved it. It was Thank very good. Gave it an eight. I did. Eight is very good on eight the IGN scale. Eight is great. Scale. Yeah. That's a little trick to remember. Yeah. And Sam, you have reviewed some Mega Man games yeah. in the past. So you both are kind of like Mega Man experts. Yeah. Um, One of a well, Kind of experts. Yes. Kind so of I wonder experts. if you could help me out with something. <laughs> Okay. okay. This is a poster from... If this is about the plot of Mega Man, I can't help you. This is... 
<laughs> a poster from uh, Nintendo Power from Mega Man 2. I have a question about Dr. Wily's shoe. <laughs> oh. What? That, that's, that's not a thing? Like, Dr. Wily's too cheap to buy new shoes? Here's like, the thing. What's happening? Is that he invents robots to do all of his work. Yeah. And he's never invented a robot cobbler. <laughs> yep. Cobblerman. <laughs> hmm. Cobblerman. Well, Watch out. Mystery solved. Sam, this is your first PAX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While you were walking around the show floor, did you find any good uh, old games? Yeah. The whole purpose of me coming here was to shop yeah. uh, for old games. And there was two places that I really liked. One was uh, called uh, Dial-Up Games. I'll show you what I got. One second. We have props. So here's, the, here's some two, two really cool things I got today. One is uh, a copy of Space Harrier for Famicom. And that's weird because it's a Sega arcade game that's on the NES. So pre-console war. Kind of weird. I got a boxed copy of Yoshi's Cookie yeah. from Japan. And it's got Yoshi being killed by cookies on the back. <laughs> Can we put that up in the still store? Uh, that was a fun one. What else we got here? I mean, each of us kind of picked out a game at the dial-up booth. Yeah. Uh, Damon picked Shadowgate. Oh, that's a great game. Thank you. Thank no, you please, for your no applause. applause for Shadowgate. No, that's a great that's game. No, 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 no. Thank no. you. I picked uh, Super Adventure Island. I don't know. I thought it was yeah. on brand. And then uh, Tina got uh, The Lion King for Super Nintendo. So we're, we're really excited to go home and play these. So if we could get through this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, let's speed things up. When should we do the, uh, when should we do the, the you thing? You tell us. Should we now. do it now? Yeah, yeah, we can. Let's do it now? Yeah, we yeah. can do okay. it now. You guys want a surprise right now? You can do it. Well, do you guys like our shirts? <laughs> well, if you would look under your chair... <laughs> Three, three of you may find something under your chair. It's on the front chair. of the chair because it was hide to hide the stickers on the these front of the chair. Chairs. There's a pe- there's a pesky goose. Has anybody found? You two a should look. Pesky goose. Okay, we got one right here. It looks yeah. like this. Right Hold here. it up. Something Come on up. Looks like. Come on up. Yeah. We tried to salvage the sticker for you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. This gentleman found there's a two. scrap of oh, paper. And there's three. <laughs> Sam will, will dole out the shirts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe, oh, maybe. Come maybe. on. Okay. Yeah, save some for the rest of us. <laughs> shirt, shirt, and shirts. Yeah. All right. There we go. <laughs> Congratulations to the winners, but in my heart, you're all winners. Uh, Where do those come from, Damon? Those come from uh, the iGen store, store.igen.com. Get your own copies there. Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Thanks, yes. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at igen.com, just like Mark in Stourbridge, UK did. He okay. couldn't be with us tonight, so he wrote us an email. It's a long trip. Uh, I said, dear Damon and company, wondered what you and the crew thought about the following. With the reveal of many Xbox Series X specs and console properties this week, Xbox has gone in early to try and dictate the early next-gen console conversation. The reveals seem to have gone down really well online with Xbox fans and media outlets alike. 
However, what the Reddit conversations and gaming website sections suggest to me is that gamers have already made up their minds on which next-gen console they will buy. I feel gaming has reached a smartphone-like stage of its life cycle, whereby people stay locked in the same ecosystem without giving much choice to change their main console. I'm one of those people. I know I'll be buying a Series X day one, and I've not even heard anything real about the PlayStation 5. What does the Scoop Crew plan to do, and am I in the minority? P.S. More Game Scope, please. We put up a new episode yesterday. Did anybody check it out? Okay, thank you. It went badly for <laughs> one of us. <laughs> I got six points. Yeah. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was bad. I got, I lost. Uh, by, by, by show of applause, let's see. So as of today, as of February 29th, 2020, who's excited about Xbox Series X? And who would say they're excited about PlayStation 5? In television? (laughs) (laughs) Unexpected. There is a new Intellivision coming out. Atari? And the Atari. Animal Crossing Switch? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cutest Switch ever. <laughs> well, man, is the CDI? If you want to go in on that with me, we can bring it back. I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, people yeah. are still really excited about PlayStation Five, even though Sony hasn't really let us know much about it yet. Mm-hmm. It'll Nobody, tell if you're sweaty. It may tell if you're sweaty. Yeah. It may, may but or may you, not. Patent. Yeah, is that with the case right now? Yeah, it's just a patent. They may okay. use it. They may not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody else can now. Um, <laughs> if you uh, without the wee vitality sensor. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That was going to suck your blood, right? That was the idea of it? Yeah, definitely. It took the blood out of you? Tells you what blood type you And are. sent it to Satoru Iwata? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Narrowly avoided that fate. And you thought fate. Facebook was concerning. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you going to ask if we're ever going to switch console allegiances? Uh, that's, that's, I, don't, I don't know if I was going to ask that directly, but uh, I guess I was just curious. Like, there's, uh, Microsoft is, continues... Uh, letting out, giving out information about the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. I feel like excitement is building for that, yeah. and yet excitement for PlayStation Five remains higher in spite of the lack of information. I think that's interesting. Well, they've like dominated the last five that's years true. at least. That's true. Um, and so I think there's a, there's a bit of goodwill that's already been fostered for the PlayStation community. So mm-hmm. there's kind of riding on that, obviously, because there's not a lot of information on the PS5 out there yet. I'm excited that Microsoft's finally beginning to like feel confident clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, So it's nice that they're being a little bit more forward Mm -hmm. uh, with their information so that we can know what what their vision is for the future since they kind of messed it up last gen (laughs) or this gen. Yeah. 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 It was 2013. This is a true story. I was like, which one am I going to get? I'll probably get the new Xbox. And then Sony said, $3.99. And I went on to Amazon (laughs) and I pre-ordered the PlayStation 4. Yeah. Yeah. I have no loyalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Console loyalty. But to, but to price. The loyalty price, to price was the biggest factor. But I don't know, man. The Xbox Series X seems kind of rad. Yeah. That's it's whole, weird. 12 like, teraflops is a lot of flops. We all thought, like, oh, I think Google thought they could peel off a lot of the audience uh, to their phones by making just as good phones for cheaper. And they have. Just that never worked on me. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's going to work on me. But I'm the only Xbox guy on this panel, so... <laughs> What do I know? Know about well, Xbox. So I, I was like an original Xbox person because I loved Halo and all my friends were on like every Xbox generation machine. So 
I go where my friends are, right? Like, that, that seems to make sense. And everyone switched over for PS4. Mm-hmm. Everyone was on PlayStation. So, sure enough, yeah, why mm-hmm. not? There's a lot of crossover IP-wise, and frankly, we're all going to get both consoles. Yeah, eventually. But day one? I mean, yes. No. Yeah. But that's also because it's part of the job. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to avoid. So. You're going to get us? It's a lot of pressure. No, you get your own. <laughs> <laughs> I have breaking news, everybody. Oh. Oh. Justin Davis has just tweeted or texted me to let me know if you guys use the code PAXFRIENDS in the iGen store, you can get a discount. You're kidding me. Show yeah. me the nice. text. I'll show you the text. It's right here. <laughs> PAXFRIENDS to get store discounts. <laughs> That's all. He's in your phone as BFF? What's up? He's in your phone as BFF? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, I, th- I think I know what slide. It had a heart time. emoji. Oh. I saw it. First of all, are the are the potato dudes here? Woo! Yeah, there. These guys. Okay, all right. Settle down. I forgot about that, and now I'm <laughs> now I'm terrified. He intentionally no, it shunned cool. it from his brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Is this a topic? We'll, we'll talk to you. No, I just wanted to identify them so we can make our quick exit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, is anyone excited for Resident Evil 3 Remake? Yeah. yeah. So I found this old, this Game Pro. <laughs> what is going on here? With Resident Evil 3 Nemesis on the cover. So this is uh, 1999, November 1999. We like to flip through some old magazines here. So I, I found some choice selections in this issue. Wait, wait, can you go back? Yeah, we can go back. Okay, so it was a hot night, clearly, so she had to take off her sweater, but yeah. she also had to run from zombies, so, and, but it might be colder later, so she tied her sweater to her waist. Yeah. yeah. You want to leave it behind? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had my sweatshirt tied around my waist, which yeah. was the style at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's an ad here. If it were a movie, it would have five stars, show eight worlds, and play for 30 hours. Wow. Man, what could it be? Hmm. It's Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. <laughs> Too big. Underrated. Too big to be a movie. What's the eight worlds thing? I guess there's eight worlds in it. Oh, eight movies these days, they show many, so many wor- worlds. What is that about? <laughs> like Did the- anyone else 100% Donkey Kong 64? No. Yes, yes, You yes, 100%ed yes. it? Yes. I yes. thought it couldn't be done. It, it couldn't because there's that underwater level with all the bananas and you cannot get them all in that submarine. You just um, shattered my illusions. Yeah. It's so hard. I'm just saying I got to where I got stuck. I hit my wall. I could have, well, no, you probably did it. I just, I just, couldn't. oh, okay. I thought you were yeah. saying it was impossible. No. Also, like it was a there was a really good emulation of Donkey Kong, the arcade yeah, game. For that. a long time, that was the only emulation of the Donkey probably Kong. Probably illegal. Game. Yeah. Though that um. was any, that was <laughs> authorized. <laughs> I never played this game. I like how the text says, can an adventure be too big? And that was exactly the criticism of that game. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was too big. Turns out that it can be. It can be too big. <laughs> So, <laughs> 7.8, too big. Oh. Okay, so this is an ad for a wireless controller, and I, I guess what's happening is um, mom is trying to interrupt the game with blah, 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 and trying mom to... Mom who bore and raised you. Trying to get him to eat just a massive mound of broccoli. Just the biggest <laughs> Who's plate... Who's looking out for your health. ...of broccoli that you've ever seen. Tina's finding sympathy in a different part of this advertisement. What, what's that? <laughs> She's pro-mom. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm just trying to, like, decipher. And the idea is that since it's a wireless controller, your mom can't, like, unplug it? Is that, mm-hmm. is that, is that no, she won't get the in the way. Can't block this. Yeah. I she's, think like, idea- in front of the TV. Yeah. You can physically block 
your image yeah. to it. Yeah, there's other things that mom can do there's to stop this. There's a lot wrong with this advertisement. Well, also, is that a reference that can't touch this? And isn't this a little late for that? 1999. What's up? It kind of looks like that, right? It looks like the broccoli is saying. Shouldn't it be saying, can't brock this? The broccoli. Oh, the broccoli is saying it. (laughs) The broccoli's on the player's side because it doesn't want to get eaten. Can't brock this. How does broccoli sound? Radiocom, no delay, Seth. Oh, cool. Look, I just have a PSA. If you work at an office, don't cook broccoli in the kitchen in the office. It smells terrible. Yeah. You should not microwave broccoli. Don't microwave broccoli. In your office. In general. Well, yeah, mom has brought a glass of milk. Justin Davis would drink that glass of milk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I only included this because it's just such a gross 90s ad that you don't don't see this kind of ad anymore. What's it for? Spree. Spree? Oh, the candy? It's a kick in the mouth. Yeah. Tangy, fruity, chewy, spree. Okay. Do they still sell Candy spree? On the edge. Can you move on? Candy. Okay, we're moving on. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, let's keep on going. <laughs> well, look, he's got the Resident Evil 3 look. This is a Levi's. <laughs> Do you think this is some kind of zombie scenario? This is a Levi's ad. Okay. And I just want to. Seth? What? No. Is this you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not at all. Can you quickly Photoshop a hat on him? All right, well, okay. Uh, There's an interview with Shigeru Miyamoto in this issue. And I like this quote. They say, uh, was the creation of Zelda Gaiden motivated by unfinished creative business where things you didn't do in Ocarina of Time that you still wanted to do? He says, yes, actually. For the 64DD, we thought of changing the dungeons and making some parody games based on the Ocarina of Time. Which is what Majora's Mask was. A parody game? I mean, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, And then they asked him, since we appear to be fast... Well, do you think there was like a... So whenever we get a quote, we always get a a translator, even though somebody else already translated it. It's a good news follow-up. So maybe that parody word was not the right word. Yeah, possible. If GamePro didn't have a Japanese speaker translate it themselves. But I imagine Miyamoto had his translator with him, so... The, the Nintendo does their own translation yeah. a lot. Right? Yeah, Miyamoto has his go-to translator. Mm-hmm. He's a personal translator. Legit. That's when you know you've made it. <laughs> GamePro asks him, since we appear to be fast approaching the transition from N64 to Dolphin, looking back, what are your favorite N64 games, aside from those you've personally created? <laughs> says, it's rather difficult. I like games like Smash Brothers, even though they are not made by me. I like Konami's soccer game. And of course, Rare is good at making games. I'm sorry, I can't think about anything else right now. In other words, I want to say, ours are the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really brought it back around there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, insinuated it and then fully just yeah. said it. <laughs> I can't argue with that. I uh, wrote a story once after uh, interviewing uh, Miyamoto about what his favorite Mario game was, and he said very you know, kind of self-deprecatingly, Super Mario Brothers 2, which, which he did work on, but he didn't really you know, complete in, in the way that it got translated to Super Mario USA. But um, uh, right after I published that, somebody got really mad, and they're like, I wrote the same article before, but it was a different answer. <laughs> And it was like the same year. He was like that. He was like said Super Mario World or something. Yeah. So changes every year. Yeah, just trolling all journalists. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> uh, okay, so in 1999, the Game Boy Advance was not out yet. And they have an article on the Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy grows up, and there's a little insert here that says, 
the, the 32-bit Game Boy Advance will be part portable game machine, part cellular telephone. Wow. If only we would have Nintendo iPhones now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think... Uh, I like that it specifies, no, it won't look like this. It's not going to look like <laughs> this, everybody. With the antenna. <laughs> <laughs> We, we could just release that as a PS5 speculation thing right now. <laughs> I think this is probably what it'll look like. Sure, why not? Antenna, black and white screen, <laughs> phone. PS5 cellular. <laughs> I like the pink, though. The pink looks really good. Yeah, nice. I think this looks good. Of course, the Resident Evil 3 uh, cover story. I like the uh, opening paragraph is funny to me. It says, Resident Evil made its name on the PlayStation, and Resident Evil 3 Nemesis could be the best of the series for that system. Even in its early stages, RE3 looks like a monster hit with souped-up gameplay, killer graphics, spine-tingling sounds, and a throat-grabbing storyline. It's rated mature, of course, but that's probably not going to stop many hardcore gamers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Why wouldn't M-rating stop hardcore gamers? I don't know. Are there any... uh Unlockable sweaters. I, I haven't. Uh, it, was this a good game? The original RE3, I think, is okay. All right. Hopefully, they've improved it for the remake. Yeah. Would people agree with that? It's like, not the best. It's not as good as RE2, right? Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just the insert there. Um, and then they talk about how uh, the different versions of Resident Evil are coming to different systems, maybe the Game Boy Color, and they actually show the Game Boy Color remake, re, you know, version of the original, uh, the original Resident Evil, which oh, yeah. never came out. Which has, were, like, pre-rendered backgrounds yeah, and everything. They were trying to make it work on Game Boy Color. Yeah, that Game Boy was so versatile. I know. I mean, that version was terrible, but so, <laughs> good try. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> believe it or not, this is an ad for RAM. Like, like random access memory. Yeah, like RAM RAM. What, I, what oh, is it? RAM, and like I think Oh, random so access memory. The ad is, is like parroting like, like cool cigarettes. Like the yeah, old cigarettes it's like ad. It's like people ad. Like having a great time Alive smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, totally Which is weird for a video game magazine that's targeting youths. Yeah, it's um, low, low tar. <laughs> have you got enough RAM to take you to Xanadu? Go to rammatters.com. <laughs> Listen, guys. Is that link still functioning? RAM matters. Hmm. What brand are you? I'm sorry? What RAM brand are you? I don't know. (laughs) An ad for RAM is pretty good. Uh, There's a review of Jet Force Gemini. Does people like this game? Anyone like Jet Force Gemini? Yeah, I love this game. You like this one, Tim? Yeah, I really liked it. It had a cool... uh, You collected knockoff Ewoks in it. It had a bunch of cool planets. And then uh, there was a fun uh, buddy mode where you could play through the game, and then uh, your friend could uh, float around you as a little droid and just zap things and kind of like paralyze them. Mm-hmm. Well, they liked it. They gave it a, you know, a five in fun factor, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but these characters are just so hideous. What, they're, they're horrifying, I think. I, didn't, I don't remember the characters in this game. It was game a different time, for, Damon. It was a different time. There's some ads for the Dreamcast in here, which would have just been out recently. But the ads are mean. I don't know. It's like, it knows you like, this is for, what, NFL 2K? It knows you like running off tackle on third and short. Obstinate little tool, aren't you? <laughs> First of all, nobody knows what the word obstinate means. Mm-hmm. Why? There's an, so there's another one for, uh, which Sonic Adventure. Sonic has a new light speed dad, dash. Too bad your lame ass reflexes are the same. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, customer. 
Yeah. Is this like reverse psychology? What's going on here? <laughs> that I don't know. I don't. Maybe want to. Maybe it made people want to run out and buy this a dream. This is the, the attitude era of wrestling. This is post play it loud. This is in your face, baby. Obstinate little tool, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blockbuster ad. Some people go to places other than Blockbuster for video game accessories. We call them dorks. <laughs> wow. Sick yeah, burn, but who had the last laugh in the end? The dorks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's dorking now? Um, I, li- I like the entire green page with blue, <laughs> blue text on it. Yeah. Look, just looks great to the eyes. Yeah, Did that's you? how you can really read it. Mm-hmm. You guys have seen Monster Squad, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In that movie, they used dork as a euphemism for uh, sexy time. Like, Did you dork him? Like a, as, a, in a, as a verb? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? This word is very versatile. I never used that that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm an obstinate little... <laughs> Tool. <laughs> Uh, so on games, we like to play video game 20 questions. Oh, um, there's another game that we play in live, set in, uh, live scenarios uh, called Video Game Who Am I, which we'll get to in just a little bit. But I wanted to share a couple <laughs> of the uh, 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 rejected suggestions for 20 questions because we just get like, some stuff that I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I think people try to like, think that they really want to stump us, and so they'll pick the most obscure game possible. Listen, it's not hard. <laughs> well, that, well, for one, <laughs> it's not hard. Mm-hmm. I think Damon wants to pick ones that he knows that, that we could probably get. Yeah, you want to pick it. It's not... Super obvious, but that they could actually. Yeah, it's got to be that sweet spot at some point. Mm-hmm. But we get suggestions. And remember, like this. it can't be ambiguous at all whether it's 3D or not. The outfit, James Lane in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Is this a real game? Yeah, but it's like I've never heard of it. Does anyone know this game? Yeah, th- thank you. Well, <laughs> all right, okay, one guy does. Remember when this happens, everybody? Somebody out there has to check for us to make sure Damon didn't review it because sometimes he forgets. <laughs> does, yeah. <laughs> this is before my time, though. Even. All right, we'll check. Yeah, somebody yeah. out there, I'll check. <laughs> or there's it? Command and Conquer Renegade. Oh boy. Which See, I think that box art would be permanently burned into the Mind Palace. <laughs> I would remember that one. <laughs> I think this is a first-person shooter yeah. spinoff. Set you you know this one? Con- yeah, it's set in the Command & Conquer yeah. universe. Yeah. Who knows this one? Okay, more people know this than the outfit. Seth, how many questions would it take you to get that? I wouldn't get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, infinite questions. Infinite questions, yeah. <laughs> Those are just a couple of the uh, ones I've had to reject recently. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learn a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. 
Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. But we'll play video game Who Am I? Now, the way this works is I've selected a different video, uh, video game character for each of our panelists here. And uh, we're going to ask them to briefly close their eyes. And then I'm going to reveal to everyone in this room who they are. And then we're going to take the picture away. And then we're all going to help them guess who they are. Uh, so no one, when you see the picture, nobody shout it out to ruin the game for everyone. Um, but they're just going to ask yes or no questions to figure out who they are. And we're all going to help them decide. Cool. So we're going to start with Seth, I believe. So Seth, close your eyes. Should we close our eyes just in case you show some other one? No, I know, I know the order. Okay. Okay, so Seth is... Oh. And okay. we will accept two different names for this character. Okay, Seth. Okay. Let's see if you can figure out who you are. Am I human? Yes. Damn. <laughs> really narrows it down. <laughs> I know, worst case scenario. Yeah, IRL I, too. Well, I he said two different names. I was like, oh, it's Mega Man. What would you, man. if <laughs> you could be anything but a human? What would you be? A robot, obviously. Oh, okay, obviously. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't be able to tell. That's true. Well, that's more of a cyborg type deal going on. But uh, well, um, actually, are you robot splaining me? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the hero of a game? Yes. Okay. Is this game from before the year 2000? <laughs> Whoa, we're going this route. That's good. This is a legit strategy. Yeah. All right. Uh, you, well. have to say, you have to phrase it in the form of a first-person question. Am I, oh, am I in a game from the year before 2000? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you, Sam. Am <laughs> I someone who... I try. Am I... Uh, do I shoot guns? No. No. Hmm... From the near, before the Define year. gun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, hmm. Am I a Nintendo character? Not owned by Nintendo, but you've appeared on Nintendo platforms. Before 2000. Hmm. I don't shoot things. Mm-hmm. Am I a cartoonish type of rascal? <laughs> no. I'm a realistic character. Mm-hmm. I'm a real man's man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing is, there's a level of art to this character, but it's it's on the realistic side. It's on the realistic hmm. for Nintendo. Oh well, it only yeah. appeared on Nintendo, man. I didn't, I didn't say only. 
Right. Oh. Hmm. Am I a multi-platform man? <laughs> <laughs> Am I a multi-platform man? Yeah, you've been on other platforms. Your games have appeared on multiple before platforms. Before 2000. Yes, but yeah. maybe not exclusively before 2000. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't bark down that. What do you, what's the expression? Hole? Tree. Tree? Bark up that tree? <laughs> Don't bark down that tree. Down that tree. Go down that path, up that tree. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just go nowhere in the jungle or park. Who's stuck in the tree in that scenario? The cat, obviously. There's a cat involved? A, yeah, and then there's a firefighter. Am I a cat? <laughs> We're not to you Ask yet, that. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's stay focused. Oh, man. Seth, are you ready to guess? You only have one more question, <laughs> Seth. No. I'm so bad at this. Every time I humiliate, and then it's so obvious. Well, okay, so think, I picked this character for you. It's someone I absolutely know. That, so think about characters that you like. Oh, that's a lot. Well. Okay, you asked about the gun question. Ask yeah, about other no guns. Think about, right, so think about what this character might do. Uh, do I jump on things? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Am I Jumpman or Mario? No. No, dang. Okay. But I jump on things. And How I'm, else would you get around? A <laughs> uh, bicycle? <laughs> <Yeah>. Nope. <laughs> it's good imagery. You either jump or ride a bicycle. That's how you do get I around f- video games. Jump or fly? Wait, which one? Do I fly? I mean, no. I said I jump. I don't, you don't fly. fly. I jump. Do I run? You can run. Yeah. yeah. I can run. You can mm-hmm. do another weird thing that's not in other games from that era. Mm-hmm. A weird thing that's not from games from that era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep on going through the weapons. <laughs> you don't shoot guns, but... You only did guns. Yeah. Wait, I... Oh. Can you be violent in other ways, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> Do I shoot? Are you really stumped at this point? I'm always stumped every time. <laughs> All right, I, only, I got battle born in 20 questions. I think one time. Seth's the first person that's ever lost. <laughs> Last year he got Earthworm Jim, and I don't think he guessed that one either. No, I didn't. no he didn't get Earthworm Jim. And then we gave it to you again. That's the big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> only you learn. <laughs> Am I a space person? No. Dang, hmm. what the hell? Everyone's looking at me like I'm so dumb. <laughs> okay, I'm wearing pants. But this nobody would look at this character like he or she is dumb. Wait, what? I just said nobody would look at this character like he or she is dumb. Hmm. Look at this character. <laughs> this character wears a hat. Uh, uh, that's a complicated question. Does this character wear a hat? No? Aud- All right. Head Audience where? says no. I think Seth is too delighted. Their head is covered, but you you wouldn't call it a hat. So we wouldn't call we would call it headwear. All right, I've I've been in this position before, and it went to helmet and crown and all this other stuff. So don't let Damon pressure you into this. No. (laughs) (laughs) Am I a color? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like this strategy. Just name a weapon. We're trying to help you out here. Mm -hmm. Think of the Ninja Turtles. What do they have? What did they have? Yeah. See, if this doesn't work, it's not going to work. That was I'm like right. a deer in headlights up here. That was a big hint. A sword. Am I a yes. sword? Yes. What? You use a sword. Think of, think of another sword. weapon. And something covers your head. And Sam's hint was a big one. His last hint. Wait, what was... When he was trying to get you down the path of weapons. Right? What other things do the those those wacky turtles use? A bow staff, a sigh, mm-hmm. ninja stars. And yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. I like that last okay. one. 
So you use a sword and ninja stars, and you have something covering and your, head, your head. head. You are a respectable fighter. Ryu from Ninja Guy. Yes. Yes. I am the smartest man alive. I have a question. That's my avatar on like a bunch of different. I'm like on Steam. <laughs> and it took you that long? No, I'm just. Kidding. Did Seth win that? Uh, yes, I all right, did. All right. Just let me have this. Seth, he, he won the audience with help from his friends. All right, Tina, show him how it's done. Yeah, no, actually, don't say that. Don't jinx me. There's no wood around to knock on. Actually, we're gonna save Tina's for last. Okay. Oh. So, Sam is up next. Okay. So Sam, if you will politely close your eyes. Okay, everybody. Sam is. Oh, I love this. All right. Okay, Sam. Okay. Am I a human? No. no. Am I a robot? Yes. yes. What? <laughs> you got it. That's it. It's done. Yeah. Um, uh, am I a bad guy? No. No. Oh. Ooh, I'm a good boy. Am oh, I? Yeah. Am I a, 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 um, a humanoid robot? No. no. Whoa. <laughs> Am I an animaloid robot? <laughs> no. What? Oh, interesting. So just, am I a, an abstract design robot? Yeah, or, but utilitarian. Right. Yeah, like uh, good use, but okay. Um, am I a robot from the future? No. That's right. <laughs> am I a robot from a, a licensed property? Yes. yes. Am I BD-8? Is that what it's called? BD. What BD? You know who you are. Yeah, BD? you are. You are BD one. BD one. Yeah, sorry. you got it. Yeah. Wow. That's like kind of cheating. How was that cheating? Because you said BD eight. Okay, I lost. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's cat like. It is cat. So that's why we yeah. got tripped up on the. Is yeah. it like a yeah? Yeah, because we. Yeah, I've always described that as a very yeah. cat animated creature. Exactly. Yeah, maybe robot. this little animaloid then. Also, yeah. the answer to is that a robot is no. Seth, I expected more of you after <laughs> earlier. Sorry. We just knew that would go down a very veering path. Yeah, we didn't want to confuse you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. It's <laughs> been fun. Do you have fun. a second option? Sorry, that was too easy. <laughs> too easy? Yeah. Okay, well, I, picked, I think I picked a good one for Tina. So. Okay, all right. All right. Let's do it. Last round. Yeah. Tina is... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Am I a potato? Oh, wait, Whoa, don't, look don't, up, don't look don't up, don't look up, don't look up. I'm not, don't I look haven't, up, don't look up. I'm just guessing with Okay. A... Can I open my eyes? Okay, you can look down. Am I a potato? No. <laughs> no. no. I, had to, I had to think, like, what elicits that kind of laughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Hmm. Um, am I a human? No. No. Am I a robot or droid? No. Well, it's am I an unclear. Animal? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> am I an animal? Yes. yes. Um, hmm. Am I a cat animal? No. Nope. Oh. Am I a dog? No. Nope. Uh, am I a companion? No. Very much not. <laughs> okay, so am I a main character? Yes. Yeah. A main character animal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it an RPG game? Am I in an RPG game? No. No. Are there hit points? I don't know. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, am I a magical animal? No. Again, I <laughs> just what? That's confusing. <laughs> no, you're not. Quite ordinary. Yeah. I'm an ordinary animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I from Night in the Woods? No, because that's like a cat yeah. protagonist. Uh, I don't know animal protagonists. I'm sure I do. Could narrow it down by the kingdoms more. 
The kingdom. Yeah, like <laughs> classes of animal. <laughs> what? I know this is a hint. I just don't know where. No, it's, it's going. not a hint. It's just, oh. I, it's just like how I would, you know, figure out what animal. Classes I am. of animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm blanking for species. Name of a animal. weapon. <laughs> am I a sword? Um, <laughs> am I a rat? Sword. No. Am no. I a horse? No. No. Uh, what other animals are well, there? Am I a dolphin? Is this Echo the dolphin? You have almost all of them am covered. I, I'm, I'm a mammal, right? Like that's an animal. No, not a mammal. Oh, that's I'm a good a way mammal. to go by, okay. by that type I'm of big species Wait, question. She asked um, if she is a mammal. She's yeah, not. Okay. and I'm not. Not a mammal. So I'm cold-blooded, is what you're telling me. Not necessarily. No, no you're not cold-blooded. Oh. Hmm. What? <laughs> I think we have a biologist in the audience. What? That's really good. He said you're cold-blooded in some ways. Like, like you it. know, as we said before, you're not exactly a companion. Okay, so I'm an evil animal. Yes. Yeah. I'm an evil protagonist animal? Yeah. Yes. yes. What is this game? <laughs> what, yeah. other, what other animal kingdoms are there? <laughs> I don't like species. Big, think big picture. <laughs> There's land and... Right. <laughs> Other things. So is it? Am I a land animal? Yeah. Sometimes. 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 Am I a fictional animal? No, 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 no. it's a real animal. I'm sometimes. Oh wait, is this is this goose? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's a friend. He made people fall in love in that game. Did you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you introduced them. So that, yeah. what what is left up to them is up to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Um, I don't. Is if people have questions, is there a microphone available for them, or is that is that a possibility? We, we can we can talk amongst ourselves while we get that set up, but we'll get a microphone going here just in case. Uh, but first, you guys all got to play Animal Crossing today. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else out there got to play Animal Crossing? Oh, it was a long line. Uh, it was a long line. Can we reveal um, what's who's reviewing that game? Sure. Sam's reviewing. Hit me. Yeah. Yeah, I see. So what were your guys' impressions today? All right. So we did this funny thing where we got to play at once, and that uh, I was unexpectedly, what it was was that uh, if you go and play in your friend's town with, you know, three people and you're in your friend's town, anybody can be the leader, and the other people, as uh, uh, was described to me earlier, night crawler around behind you, they just completely, like, enter invisible portals and just zoom around all over the town behind you. So whoever's playing just does whatever they want. Everybody else just, like, is constantly spawning next to them. That was my experience. Yeah, it was a little, I mean, it's Animal Crossing multiplayer, but it was essentially, but it was weird. It's not like what you're accustomed to. Um, and when you were a leader, it was slightly exhausting because you kept warping us places. And then he had things like, a, so everybody's going to progress differently. So you had the pole vault and you had the ladder. So he put the ladder down so that you can crawl up a cliff because that's like a new feature in, in um, this Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. And then like we all run up like, oh, cool, we get to run up the ladder too. And then he immediately pulls the ladder up, <laughs> yeah. which is not by Sam's doing. It's just yeah. the animation. like the Only way my character works. had a ladder. Yeah, so no one else can use it. So we just sit around and we're like, all right, I guess move far enough so that we can Until work. Until rubber band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At one point, uh, Tina just explored the museum for a really long time, and the other people that were playing just kind of stopped to watch. Yeah. And so it was her exploring the museum with these like wide-eyed ghosts just popping in out of 
nowhere constantly. Actually, that created a cool effect because I was walking down the hallway where there are like the evolution, the evolutions oh, of that was all really cool. the villagers. Essentially. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can get. Uh, what was that area? Was the skeletons? It was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, the, 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 the fossil yeah. area has like a woolly mammoth, and then it draws these lines to like the elephant villagers, and then it has so, like, like a saber tooth tiger. How all the villagers are connected yeah. to dinosaurs, if that as if that makes sense. That's really cool. And then there's in the dinosaur exhibit, there's the meteor. That's right. A meteor impact like thing, which is really harsh. But what were you going to say? You were going uh, to... So when we were walking, down, well, when I was walking down this path, like all the other friends started pop, like, popping up, and we all lined up with the villagers. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of funny. That was really weird. Yeah. Uh, not a good multiplayer game. <laughs> yeah. You, you can definitely. You're, you're ready around. to. We must your verdict emotes. already on that. <laughs> some of us had emotes. Some of us didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously progress is, again, an essential thing in this case. So some of us had emotes. We were playing around with that. We took some pictures. Yeah, the picture mode was fun. He had a bee sting in all the pictures. Yeah. I found the bees. Yeah, and our, our guide, our Nintendo guide, was like, oh, we can, you know, get you patched up for that. And Sam's like, no. I like my look. <laughs> it looks for an eye patch. Um, but yeah, it definitely is, is more Animal Crossing, and I couldn't be more excited. Did it finish downloading in your, in your hotel room? What's that? Did you finish downloading it? Uh, I can't answer that question. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, we do have a microphone set up. If anybody has any questions for us, you can start lining up there. But don't feel obligated. We can definitely bullshit for another yeah. 15 minutes easily. Uh, sorry. <laughs> we have a baby here. Sorry oh, I said that. <laughs> sorry, baby. Hi, baby. Uh, but Seth, you also got to play uh, Doom. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm curious. Who's, who's going to buy Doom when it comes out? Who's yeah. going to buy Animal Crossing? Who's going to buy both? Yeah, that's the right decision. Yeah, Doom Eternal is awesome. If you guys got a chance to play it, um, if you haven't, go play it tomorrow because it's amazing. It's at the Discord booth, Hmm. which is why there's such a long line for Discord. That explains it. I was wondering. What should have told me that this morning? I got to play it for like 15, I think it's like a 15-minute demo, and Hmm. it's, it's like that fun, fast loop of the original where you just are like, you're smashing guys or demons with the end of your gun or your fist or you're jamming things into their faces and their cool. faces are exploding. I mean, that's just good, wholesome fun right there. Yeah. You're not going to find that in Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually... No, oh, that's embargoed. Just don't let your mom block it. Um, <laughs> can you... Uh, can't block this. Can't, can't block this. Uh, Damon, uh, you are playing Doom 1 for the first time. Yeah, I wanted to because they, they put them on sale for like $1.50 on Switch. Oh, you're talking like the, the OG... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Doom wow. and Doom like 2. Like DOS. Yeah. Yeah, which I never played back in the day because uh, my could, we just didn't could, have a computer. Because your mom blocked you. <laughs> because my mom blocked me. <laughs> but she can't block me anymore. Hey, how does uh, Damon uh, uh, take out uh, demons with his gun? Okay, all right, let's go over here. But first, <laughs> uh, please state your name and then uh, let us know your question. Hi, my name's Thomas. Um, my question is just kind of simple. Like, what's each of your favorite games so far from PAX? Aside from, I guess, mm. Animal Crossing, because we all love that. Yeah. Doom for you, Seth? Yeah, I would say, yeah, Doom was rad. Mm. Um, I played a game called Disc Room at Devolver. Anybody check this game out? It's from the guys that did Minute. It's great. Uh, and it's cool. It's like single-screen rooms where uh, spinning saw blades are spinning around, <clears throat> and you have to avoid them. You don't have a gun. You don't shoot. You just, it's an avoidance game. And as time goes on, more and more saw blades come around, and you have to... Uh, try and dodge them all. And I think all my years of playing bullet hell shooters made me pretty good at it. <laughs> I like that one a lot. 
Um, but I think mostly you guys were here to play check out Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yeah. But my favorite game of PAX was Yoshi's Cookie. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, easily. Which you'll never open. Yoshi, no cookie. Exactly. <laughs> um, that had two meanings, because that's the name of it in Japan. Uh, this game, it says it's sealed, but uh, Famicom games didn't come sealed, so it should just be in good shape. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see when I unseal it. Which that's I'll do now. Happen. Yeah, I know. Shall stay just in the a box of cookies. <laughs> What's up? Hey, so um, my name is Paul, and uh, needless to say, we uh, still uh, need a bit more trans and non-binary uh, characters in games. Get some representation in there. But for the moment, do you have any uh, trans, non-binary, or gender que- uh, queer characters that you love that come to mind? Hmm. I think every time I have a chance to create a character, that's like the way I like to play a game. So usually when I have character creators, you know, it's like pursue interesting romances that, you know, that, that's the way I like to play. Yeah, that's a good and tough question because there's still so much room for improvement there in the industry. Um, but there are a lot of like gay storylines that I've explored um, through games like with Ellie, with uh, The Last of Us DLC, um, or in Mass Effect, where you get to kind of like make your own decisions in that territory Mm -hmm. and cheat on people in the process. Um, But anything that's like a narrative exploration of that kind of, you know, personalized narrative, like that's my jam. Mm Yeah, that's a great question. And it's made me realize like it's something I've never even explored and I probably need to step up my game. Yeah, it's like it's hard. It's hard to even come up with a uh, a list of you know well represented trans characters in games. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. so I'll get back to you on that one. What's up? Hey there, guys. Christian here. Hope y'all are enjoying PAX. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite like uh, game series of all time is Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. but um, unfortunately, just because so many games and so many different platforms it was on, it is hard to get friends into it. Even with like the the big box set, they'll like skip certain ones. So I'm curious, are there any? Do you have any favorite game series or game titles that you try to get your fellow coworkers into, but just for some reason or other, it's hard for them to finally bite and check it out? Mm. Card games, Damon? Yeah, Sam will not play any card games like uh, Slay the Spire or Hearthstone or anything like that. If it has cards in it, Sam, it's like I'm kryptonite out. to Sam. I'm out. And he tries. But anybody like Slay the Spire? Yeah. So good. Damon even got a game made uh, with Witcher characters in it that's about cards, and I won't even play that. Yeah. You started true. that, right? Yeah. Gwent, I made think Gwent, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he tried. Uh, Nobody wants to play PUBG with me except for my <laughs> hardcore group. Yeah, I don't know. We have a pretty like we have a huge team, so there's there's enough people to go around where you can find your people. For me, it's more about my brothers who like I grew up playing games with. Actually, I grew up trying to vie for the controller with them. Uh, now it's very much the opposite. So I try to get them like into the big exposition games like Red Dead, and it's it's like pulling teeth trying to get, <laughs> convince them to play. Yeah, Tina and I both uh, manage a lot of people, so we just tell them to play games and they have to like them. <laughs> they have to listen. <laughs> yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, I mentioned bullet hell shooters earlier. I love arcade shooters, and, but I think I'm probably the only one in the office that's a big super fan of those. So. You're not, not going to play Animal Crossing. I'm not going to play Animal Crossing. He, he won't even listen to me talk about it. <laughs> I made Damon play Battle Block Theater recently because he oh, yeah. hadn't. 
Yeah, Battleblock Theater I liked. Game. I had the wrong idea. I thought it was a mini game collection, that game. That game was fun. But co-op, it's a gamey game. Co-op platformer, yeah. I like mm-hmm. that game a lot. Mm-hmm. And then they have the new alien hominid uh, invasion or HD. Yep. Not an invasion. Invasion is the new oh, one. Oh, wait. Right? Yeah. They already had HD. Invasion the HD was one. like years ago. Did anyone check that out at Behemoth's booth? Yeah. Seem okay? Seem okay? Cool. Very hard. Yeah, the original was hard. What's up? Oh, guys, my name is Dave, long-time viewer, first-time commenter. Cool. <laughs> my question is about the review process you guys do when reviewing games. I know there's a lot of big games coming out, but when you guys do review big games that everyone wants to know verdicts on and all that stuff, do you guys take influence from any of your coworkers, or any guys that work in the office, or is it purely the reviewer's responsibility of what they think about the game putting down what they think about all the things that they experience. Because I know there's a lot of trolls out there and a lot of people that contradict what the reviewer is saying, but that's just, that's just people in the community. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's purely, like, to directly answer your question, it's purely a reviewer's perspective that we're relying on because we pick the reviewer based on, okay, you're familiar with this franchise, you're really good at you know, playing shooters, and this is a shooter category, and we want you to have that familiarity. And also that buy-in from the community, like Miranda plays and reviews all of our Call of Duty games. And it will probably be her to perpetuity as long as she is with us at IGN. Because she's really good at those games, and I think people have come to know and respect her opinions on it. But ultimately, the thing that does impact you from a coworker's perspective is your editor. But that's just an editing process mm-hmm. thing. So Dan will challenge every little thing that you say. So it's from from grammar, but also to like you know maybe you're you're in speaking too much and you need to explain this part, or you know you need a relevant kind of metric to to explain why this Call of Duty is different from a former Call of Duty. So he's the person that's making you think on a little bit more of a thoughtful process, but never on the actual opinion. He'll sometimes challenge your opinion to say. You know, you pick this score, but explain to me, like, this doesn't read as an eight. If you really do feel it's an eight, you need to describe what's good about this game, or you need to reconsider what your score is. So he's, he's there to really, like, bring your opinions out, and that's just in the editing process. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a word, of course, attached to each of our number scores. So sometimes Dan will have this conversation with you where he's like, I didn't hear you say this game was great once, and you want to give it an eight, and an eight is a great score. So maybe this is just a good, good, good game, and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm lucky I work from home, so uh, I am free of outside influences because no one else in my house has a review code, as far as I know. (laughs) We do, like, occasionally, um, this doesn't really happen to us, but maybe at other media outlets, like from my background when I've been at other media outlets, uh, you know, we may miss embargoes or a launch day or something, and so we make it a point to not look at, like, any other scores on Metacritic or reviews because inherently, like, you're just going to start to, like, as human beings, you're just going to start to see other people's perspective, and you really want to generate your opinion on your own. Right. Yeah. That's what I try to do, too, before I go into the game. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Sam, one of our, uh, thank you for your question, one of our review scores has more than one word attached to it. What's for 11 means off the charts. Off the charts. <laughs> That's right. yeah. What's up? It's a little Easter egg. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, Good. My name is Adrian. Uh, a little bit of a long-winded question I have here. Uh, I think for, uh, I know for myself, every time a console is about to be released, my imagination is a lot more robust than hmm. what the actual is, result is. Uh, what I'm asking is, you know, do you guys think that something special, uh, the basic fundamentals of gaming will be revolutionized in some 
way of form uh, this coming decade, this decade, in mm -hmm. um, some yeah, capacity. Actually, you know. I think when VR becomes like a thing that everybody has, that's like the tipping point. But I don't know that we're there yet. And I feel like, you know, we've got this 12 teraflop, you know, it's like a 2080 super powered console, but. Like for it's, me, it's just like, go here, do this, hmm. go there, yeah, do that. Like, it's more powerful, but we're not getting anything revolutionary as far as gameplay. You know, like the change from cartridge media with the uh, Super Nintendo to like the PlayStation. It's like, oh my God, like we're listening to actual music. Like this, this is the, the prodigy on <laughs> Wipeout, you know? Like that was unbelievable. Me and my friends would be like, dude, you can hear actual music now. And like, no, I kind of think, yeah, there's not that sort of leap anymore. Like. The, we get all this power, but the returns are diminishing until I think VR becomes a thing when we're just like, you, you know, like this could be a VR simulation right now. So you can immersion. Play scoop simulator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have two points on this. Um, one is that I think, uh, well, so a bit of a teaser, we're actually talking to some developers to explain what is ter 12 teraflops like okay it's a measurement of power okay it means that the xbox series x is going to be closer to a modern pc than ever before which is great for console specific gamers but seriously like what does that mean um what does that mean for the industry and one of the developers we're going to publish this next week hopefully fingers crossed uh and then and then have it as part of the other show that damon runs which is called console watch or next gen console watch um so one of the developers that we talked to mentioned that there's going to be a wider range of accessibility for a wider range of skill level of studios. So you'll see AAA, this is the speculation, that you could see AAA quality visuals and graphics and performance from studios that aren't AAA. Because you don't need to rely on a certain level of optimization that you do for the current gen uh, in your programming. So from a technical perspective, it's easier to make hair look amazing and water look amazing and animations look a lot more fluid. So so you'll see indie games that look, hopefully, allegedly, you will see indie games that look on the level of these like big studios like Respawn or whoever else. Huh. Um, so, and I forget my second point. So you go first <laughs> while I think about that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think like when I'm thinking of game futurism, I, I talk about this sometimes. But uh, I think there's a, a couple of fun things that are coming. One is that like consoles are going to get this small. They're going to be the size of your phone, and they're going to be really easy to move around. And, and the idea of a switch or a well, that has a screen, so it's a little bit special. But any any type of like home console, like computing, is just getting so tiny and it's just ridiculous that anything is going to be tall like the Xbox Series X like it, I'm thinking 10 years from now it's not going to be like that but another thing is uh, I, I think AI is like a, a really big change that we're going to see like not only in, in making realistic characters and scenarios and stuff to interact with but actually having AI assist people in making games so it, you know I think in the next 10 years we're going to have a lot easier time making games by having computers co-design them with us so if I can say in plain English I wanted to make this goose character, but I want it to waddle like this, and then the game kind of makes that character, or the AI makes that character for me. That's like the big leap in game design that makes it so I can make any game I want, and I can make any movie I want right now, I can make any wet record I want right now, I can write any book I want right now, but as a, a, a single entity, it's really hard for me to make a game. So I think that's a big jump into uh, game design. I know as a gamer, I've been gaming for at least two decades, at mm -hmm. least, you know, and, and I think uh, now when I play games, I'm just looking for a very, uh, an experience that's just something different from everything else. And, you know, and I'm wondering if I'm going to get that this decade with this new console, you know, something, you know, I don't know, the fourth wall being broken, you know, and, yeah. and it's like going, doing something that nobody ever did before, you know, I don't, I don't even know what that means. on the show floor. 
That's true. I didn't get to play it, but it's about making pizza. I remembered my other point. Yeah, please. <laughs> so my other point was uh, more on a business perspective, and if you look at the things that uh, Microsoft and Xbox are concentrating on for Xbox Series X, they're really thinking about the ecosystem, so it's not just the Xbox Series X as like a gaming console, but it's as um, this like quality of life experience for entertainment, so things like smart delivery. The like features that they're focused on are really trying to bring across accessibility in a different meaning. Uh, and I think that sort of breaks the industry, like crossplay. Like, we never would have been talking about crossplay just two years ago, let alone like having that now be this fully fledged, integrated feature that even Sony's on board for. It's pretty amazing. So I think it's like really breaking down certain business barriers and where people are beginning, or like publishers are beginning to think about. Uh, gaming is less of a like niche thing that needs to necessarily be competitive. It's more about like growing it as a technical industry that hopefully touches a lot more people than ever before. Cool. I think we've got about five minutes left for questions. Hi, uh, Hi. Zach. Um, with maybe you guys covered this in the newest episode. I haven't listened to it yet. But with GDC being canceled or postponed or whichever it really is. Um, how big of an impact do you think that's going to have for like the rest of the year? Because that's such a big, that's like the next big event before E3. Hmm. So now there's kind of a huge gap. And plus, like, you know, so many people are going to meet there, game developers, other people in the industry, and chat about all these different things. And now that information isn't going to be shared as easily. In addition to like, you know, the money and time that is, everybody had planned to go there that's now up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it depends on uh, how you look at GDC because it's not a, it's not, you know, it's an industry event. It, there's not a lot of public-facing announcements that happen there. there. You don't see a lot of game announcement announcements there. So I don't think they're that now we're missing out on you know the next all, all falls big AAA games being announced. There's a lot of networking that happens there. A lot of hiring. People apply for jobs there. Um, so a lot of delays and all of those things. Yeah. I mean, and then there's, you know, people are starting to talk about, it, like, this is just the beginning of that's what this kind of... the bigger question to me is, is E3 going to be canceled? Exactly. Right now, I think it's a very real possibility. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would be a bigger deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. You could just Thank work you. from home like me. Just yeah. have E3 at your house. Rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he kind of stole my question there, but oh, no. <laughs> now. you got scooped. I uh, got scooped. Uh, my name's Justin, so I'll just make a real quick question. Like, what's a game from last year that was, you guys were considering for game of the year where you guys were just thinking, no, this shouldn't be on our list or we shouldn't even acknowledge it? Like, what, what's that discussion where you guys are kind of like, I totally disagree with this kind of game being on our, our list? Saltiest pick. <laughs> what's your saltiest pick for a game of the year? I mean, like we had a lot of talks about Game of the Year, but I don't think we have, like, we're not going to just, like, well, shut somebody down. The year before, I was pretty upset that Red Dead Redemption didn't get it, because I thought it was, I think that's one of the best yeah. games ever made of all time, and I think God of War's great, but, like, mm. Red Dead Redemption, I felt like I was a cowboy, like, in a whole different time. I didn't, we agree. Yeah, yeah. We voted for Red Dead Redemption, yeah. too, also. I'm the only one up here who voted for God of War? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a man of the people. <laughs> yeah, that, actually, that one was pretty divisive, where I did, too, uh, in the office, because there were a lot of people who 
ignored or didn't ignore, but felt like, you know, some of the chorier things that you had to do didn't really impact the overall experience. Um, and like that just didn't fit well for other people. So it's really just a matter of personal preference. But yeah, we lost that mm -hmm. battle. Um, for last year, control was pretty unanimous, which was really cool for us. We, I voted for control. Yeah, I did too. I voted for Jedi Fallen Order. That was yeah, legit. I actually like that game a lot, too. I've brought this up with, with them several times in person, but uh, the, as the weeks and months go on, I like Death Stranding more and more, and I liked it at the time. But, uh, boy, I was the odd person out in the office. Uh, it was, it didn't, there, was, there were some big fans there. Yeah. That I just had a really good time playing that game, and I had a good time just kind of experientially playing with other people, and I, it was a good time. It's because he was the first one to build all the bridges and so, or the roads, yeah. and so he, just, he was like on the top of the, uh, I got all the leaderboards or whatever for ages. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody here like Death Stranding? Hell yeah. Oof. Still... That's a pretty low... I mean, I think Bubsy got bigger applause earlier. Did we mention Bubsy? We haven't mentioned Bubsy. Okay, okay. Phew. Uh, I think we just have time for one more question. Um, quick question, quick question. My name is Kevin, um, and where is the Game Scoop after party? <laughs> that is a good question. We've been talking about that for a long time, and we can never figure anything else out. But we'll, we're, we'll, you know, we'll meet you guys out in the lobby and uh, talk with you guys uh, for a little bit after, afterwards. Um, but I do think that's all the time we have. Guys, thank you so much for coming out. Thanks for watching, listening to the show.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.